This is a previously recorded episode. All right, welcome to episode 32 of the Top Rope Review, Detroit's number one source for pro wrestling and the official... That official, I'm a little hungover, guys. Sorry, I'm official. The official podcast home of Michigan's longest-running independent wrestling promotion, XICW. Uh, we are a proud part of the Podcast Detroit Network, and we are coming to you live from the floor of Motor City Comic Con. How's it going, fellas? Yeah, so great. Motor City. <laughs> so your normal cast of characters is here. You got me, your favorite host, Josh Ram. You got. Jamie McKnight, your other favorite host. <laughs> your other favorite host, Mike Pukulski. You guys are not very creative today. You're the, your favorite host of everyone on the Detroit Podcast Network. You can't call Whoa. yourself favorite host. I already called myself favorite yeah. host. Uh, <laughs> and, if, and our Twitter valet tab is here, but she's not on a mic. And uh, and But joining us today on the floor here, we have uh, former XICW uh, wrestling legend, and Ooh. current working stuntman in Hollywood, uh, like we got a big timer here. We got Jay Adams, your, your favorite podcast guest. Yeah, well, yeah. No, yeah. he's our, think, he's our we, first repeat guest. I think we could say that. that that's yeah. true for sure. Nice to so, I don't know what that was. But. The neuralizer is going to make you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, the like, black stuff's going on. He just leans over and holds this device. We're all just looking at him like, what is he? Did you just flashy thing me? I think I did get flashy thing. How's it going, guys? It's going great. Good. So, and we will be joined uh, via Skype in a few minutes here by uh, intense extreme champion uh, Zach Gowan. Never um, heard of him. Never. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hang, we'll hang tight for that. But um, So, how are you guys feeling about the con so far? Oh, man, it's been, uh, it's been amazing. Uh, we did a podcast panel, kind of give everybody a, a one-on-one, uh, how to do everything, get started with everything. We were uh, lucky enough to be joined by Mike and Ming for that. Um, the the general consensus of this con is from everybody. It's it's been good. The Saturday was huge. People were spending. Uh, the party has been excellent afterwards. Um, no drama. No nothing. Uh, as far as guests, I mean, it's been uh, we Rick Flair. I mean, the four horsemen. I mean, how, how can you go wrong with that? Apparently, Jimmy works for the con. So that's <laughs> yeah. <what I'm> just <laughs> kidding. Uh, what Mike? What, what what's been best for you so far? I don't know. It's been crazy. I, I've never done this before. I've only been here today, and it's a little overwhelming, honestly. <laughs> he is a, a little over. overwhelmed. I'm a little overwhelmed. Well, you're, you're a con baby, though, right? This is your first is. big event. It's my first big one. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's uh, what she said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, he's never heard that said to him. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's just it's a lot happening. We need to have Jay on every week, I think. Yeah. <laughs> sling sling hey, it out. I just live right down the road. <laughs> uh, for me personally, this yeah. has been great. Uh, I come every year, obviously. Uh, today I, today was the first day I got to come out here. We used to wrestle here. XICW we used to wrestle here at least a couple years in a row that we did. And that was fantastic. But it's crazy to see how big the con has grown. You know, this whole area where we are right now was actually where we used to wrestle because the con only went to a wall that's about 50, 100 yards from us. Uh, but now it's gotten so big that we don't even have room for a, a ring, so there's no way to wrestle here. But it's, it's amazing how big it's gotten and how many cool um, guests that they're able to get. I got to say hi to Arn Anderson. You know, I haven't seen seen him in, uh, since he agent, agented uh, a few of my dark matches in WWE, so got to talk to him and uh, say hi to him and tell him about what I've been doing uh, afterward, you know, after wrestling. And So it's been cool, man. It's been a fun time. I enjoy watching uh, how creative these cosplayers can get. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I think the first year me and Josh came to Motor City it was one of the years you, XICW was doing a show here. Yep. So we watched it for a bit. It was. It's definitely this con's gotten so much bigger over the years. Oh, absolutely. It's nuts. Well, what was your favorite part of this weekend? Um, I, I honestly, my favorite part's been just being on the live cast, uh, live broadcast all weekend. From, you know, here at the uh, podcast Detroit booth. Um, our setup here is awesome. We have two TVs going. People can bring video games all day. We got a six mic set up. Like, we've just been doing shows in and out. People were just jumping on saying, hey, let's do a show. All underneath a giant P. Yes. <laughs> Which giant, makes it easy to find. P. And you know what? That's actually kind of, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to kiss anybody's butt. But uh, just to see, like, how big Podcast Detroit has grown. grown. I mean, 
you know, was just IT in the D for a while, and then all of a sudden, like, it just blew up. Now you got all sorts of stuff going on. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty nuts, dude. I mean, so we're at, like, about 50 shows now, and wow. actually, as of Friday, we moved to our new building. Uh, oh, did you? Well, no, it's coming Friday. Oh. Yeah, so we're we're out of space, and so we're <laughs> building out three, well, three to start, new studios. Absolutely. How far from the old place? Two miles, 11 Campbell. Perfect. I'm right down the road. I know. Sounds like you need your own show, my friend. You know what? Uh, I've thought about doing a podcast, and uh, I'm helping out with the uh, with Rick the ref from XICW. We've just started a new uh, booking pop culture. I'm getting in on that every once in a while. It's just a matter of uh, I never know my schedule. I never know when I'm going to be in town. So it's kind of obviously podcasting you could do from wherever because if you could Skype in, you could do whatever. But uh, I'm not good with commitment. I'm just going to say that. So. I think, I think we, have right. a, we have a caller. Caller, yeah. Hello, you're on Top Rope Review. Zach Gowan, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! He's, he's here. We have him. How's it going, man? It's perfect. We're hearing you loud and clear. It's like you're here with us. <laughs> so, how you feeling today? You guys, you had a uh, pretty tough match last night at the XICW show. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your day to call in and help us out with this interview. Um, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I'm, I want to get it out of the way, I, and I don't know if you can talk about it, but I, I have to ask because inquiring minds want to know, but is, is there anything that you can tell us about American Ninja Warrior at this point? Did we lose him? Did we, are you there? Well, no. Dave's over here messing with the board, so he might have just cut him off. Yeah, he's not coming through the stream for some reason. Oh, oh, are you there? Oh, you're there. Uh, yeah, 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 we hear you. But he's, he, like, he's not coming through the street for some reason. Oh, he's not. Huh. We're having a little technical difficulties, yeah. man. It's okay. We're trying to we're trying to work through it. This is what happens. You. This is what happens when you broadcast live from a comic convention, man. Just, we got to go. Hey, got to go with the flow <laughs> and, and make things happen. Can Zach hear us? Uh, I think we. Lo- I think we might have lost him again. Lost him again. Well, until we get that going, how's everybody else doing? <laughs> I was not on American Ninja Warrior, and I don't think I ever could be. So, I would like to see Will do some of the Ninja Warrior stuff. Uh, you, I would last for the opening jump. No, you got You got Will, Will, you got to go on Wipeout. Like yeah. we got to do Wipeout. Wipeout's more your speed. It wouldn't be the first time he's had big red balls flying at his face. Right, right, right. We weren't supposed to talk about that, Jay. Hey. <laughs> What do you guys like better, Ninja Warrior or Wipeout? I think Wipeout's more entertaining, but I think, like, the level of skill in American Ninja Warrior is, mm-hmm. like, Well, the level of skill so in crazy. Ninja Warrior is impressive as hell. It's totally cool. Uh, but, yeah, Wipeout is just it's just fun to see people. I mean, you purposely watch to see people wipe, to wipe out, to get nailed in the face with something, to go flying around and fall in that water. So uh, it's a little bit different. You're rooting for the person to win on a Warrior. You're rooting for the person to lose on Wipeout. There's an awesome drinking exactly. game you can play during Wipeout. It's anytime someone scorpions, you do a shot. Whenever their back good. legs go over their head, shot time. You'll be hammered by the end of that oh, show. Oh, yeah, it's great, man. It happens all the time. The best, the best scorpions are the the fat women, though. They go on there. Oh, my God. Because they are, just too. to see, they, that, that body has never been contorted in that way ever in their life. <laughs> so, oh, you know that, Ern. Do a shot. <laughs> We'll have to try. Well, we, maybe we should do that live on the air sometime. I'm, I'm down, dude. If we're drinking, I'm in. You know, there's all these gyms that are popping up to help people train for uh, Ninja Warrior. They should be a a uh, wipeout training place as well. A wipeout training place? Yeah, be yeah, McDonald's. That'd be fun Call to McDonald's. do just for like bachelor parties and stuff. I feel exactly. Like. You get bachelor parties. You uh, and uh, take the bus. You know, take a, a party bus out there, and just like they do, like whirly ball and stuff like that. Yeah. Instead, you do wipeout. That's exactly what fantastic. I was thinking. Run a warehouse in like downtown Detroit and just. People I wouldn't want to see how the liability paperwork is for that. Yeah, well, that's why you move from warehouse to warehouse, so they never catch ah, you. Gotcha. <laughs> so, I'm interested because, like, how you said, there's like there's there's schools to 
learn how to take bumps. Yeah. What if there was, you know, a crash course bump school? You know, I think I think that. <clears throat> Sorry, the Smarties just killed me right in the throat. See what happens when you eat when you talk. That's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens. Um, I think that that's that's a decent idea, honestly. Because you look at some of them people, man, and it's like... A bump school? Yeah, a bump school. So Straight up bump school? school? No, I mean, or for just course. Bump, like for learn courses. Bumps? Learn, learn, learning how to, learn to fall? Take bumps? Not Coke bumps, no. <laughs> to learn to take Coke bumps? <laughs> a school to learn how to take Coke bumps. That's a different yeah, school that's called altogether. That's exactly. Called There's already schools for that. <laughs> Did we lose him completely? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I haven't heard anything. Oh, I can man. pretend I'm Zach and, and just tell you all the <laughs> things what's, that what's he would your, say. Your, um, family. Here we go. Hi guys, how are ya? <laughs> I, if you, I mean, I'm sure you wrestled Zach a few times in your XSW yeah, days. Absolutely, one of my best friends. Any any uh, matches that really stand out in your mind? Uh, we had we've had a lot of matches. We've wrestled a bunch of times. Uh, and he's always so fun to wrestle because and that's one of the things that always impressed me so much about Zach is because he's got one leg. You think the match you can only do the same match over and over again, but it's not ever the same. Uh, there's been so many times where I've wrestled him where we've we've never had the same match twice. Uh, he's such a innovative guy in the ring to be able to do stuff with just the one leg. It's it, it's an amazing time. I always had a blast wrestling him. Um, I actually won the what was it the Revolucha title from him uh, up north, and I think I forget what the city was called. It's just outside of Flint. Uh, but I actually beat him to become the Revolucha champ of the last Revolucha show we ever did, actually. Right, so we're going to try a horribly, horribly ghetto way to do this. I'm okay. I'm really sorry, but Zach <laughs> is on the phone. Hey! Speaker. <laughs> what was that? that way at all? I heard R2. I don't think he... I, I think your speaker's us? on the other side, isn't it? Are you there? Can you hear us, Zach? Well, Zach... <laughs> No. No. Sorry. sorry. Yeah, that, there's too much ambient yeah. sound in here, I yeah. think, for the uh, speaker. Phone. Well, uh, hopefully we can meet Zach, we'll, some time. Uh, we'll be in touch, uh, and we'll get you on um, another show when well, we're in the one studio. One day we'll get him on. Yeah, and, and we're sorry that this happened. Um, we were really looking forward to Well, you should have him on right after his Ninja Warrior errors. That way he'll be able to talk all about it. Oh, yeah. for sure. There we go. That's good, I'm just excited good. that Jay was here. I was... Not expecting to see you this weekend because everything I keep seeing about you is that you're filming, you're ready to film season two. Yeah, of Outsiders. Yeah, they actually they filmed, uh, they started uh, initial principal photography on season one of episode two, or no, episode two. Jesus Christ. Season two. Season two, episode one. There There we go. go. They started Thursday, and uh, I'm actually going out there tomorrow for about 10 days uh, to shoot my stuff for season one, uh, episode one. So. Yep, we're uh, r- ripping and roaring, and it's going to be a fun song. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm excited once they because it's the show season one's in here released on Netflix soon, right? Or is yeah, it, that's is what it? I hear. I know for sure that it's going to the DVD of season one is going to be released on May 24th, I believe it is. And I, from what somebody had told me, they saw the upcoming releases on Netflix, and uh, right around the same time, it should be on Netflix as well. So yeah, awesome. usually a show gets released on DVD, and like a week or two later, sometimes Netflix picks it up too. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited to be able to. Uh, I, I'm excited for the DVD because there's a lot of the, uh, extras on there, a lot of behind the scenes footage and st- uh, of stunts that we did and stuff like that. So I'm excited for it, and um, I'm really stoked for season two. Just uh, some of the small things I've seen in the script for season for episode one. It's 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 going to be crazy. So I'm super excited for it. So, so we've actually developed a um, a drinking game for that show. Really? Every time Ryan does something super badass and we know that it's you, <laughs> we take a drink. Nice. I like that. I'm going to have to start doing that. We, by by the first commercial break, you guys will be passed out. <laughs> well, that's what uh, I think on uh, season one, I think I was on probably seven or eight of the 13 episodes because not every episode has stunts in it, you know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, those, especially those first four episodes, you could get pretty, uh, pretty lit up on that. <laughs> Sounds good. I just got a notification on my phone. Uh, for those wondering why Ric Flair did not appear at this weekend's WWE live events with Charlotte is because he was at the Motor City Comic Con in Detroit. <laughs> he was indeed. Boom. Nice. That's hey, coming you, from uh, WrestlingNews.com. Jimmy, you had an uh, interesting story about Ric Flair this weekend. Yeah, but I'll tell you that off mic. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite was the, was the picture that um, Josh got with him. 
The classic Jericho selfie. Not, not, not quite a Jericho selfie, but pretty close. It's it was a, there. It's a Shram selfie. I, I must be clueless. What is a Jericho selfie? So when when Chris Jericho was a kid, he was too nervous to talk. To, I think he still does it now. He still did it. Yeah, he yeah, just he did it. He does it now. Uh, well, the story, so the story he tells is like he went to re- meet Ricky Steamboat, and he was afraid to talk to him. So he just went and stood by him. And like Ricky was talking to someone else, and then they they have a friend walk by and go, "Hey, Ricky!" And he looks up, and then they take the picture. Okay, yeah, I did see your yeah. picture that, that you posted with Ric Flair yeah. way yeah. in the background with, with the it. arrow pointed to it. Yeah. That was the best. <laughs> the one Tabitha sent me, I didn't even see Ric Flair. She's like Ric Flair. I was like, where? <laughs> He's the guy going like this. And he was doing that in the bar. Drinking a hurricane, like, I'm sure. Yeah. Life imitating art. Oh, it was great. One of my favorite stories of my wrestling career is uh, after a show I did out, I think at Lansing, uh, at Ricky Morton from the Rocky Roll, uh, Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. And uh, we went to the bar afterward, and, and me and Ricky just sat at the bar drinking all night. And he kept giving me hurricanes, but he made them a special way. And he's like, no, no, man, this, this is a Ric Flair hurricane. This is different than a regular hurricane. <laughs> because for some reason, I reminded Ricky Morton of his kids. So we just sat there and drank, and he just told me Ric Flair stories all night long. It was uh, one of my one of my favorite memories. Awesome. There's a there is a uh, WWE former WWE writer that said that the portrayal of Ric Flair in the WWE cartoon Camp WWE is actually more realistic than you'd probably think. It's like, what does woo even mean? Yeah. Sometimes woo means woo, and then sometimes it's because I'm saying hi to my Asian friend, Johnny Woo. <laughs> yeah, that uh, sounds just about right. So since I brought it up, we, we talked about this a little bit on, on Ninja Starship. I think it was Ninja Starship. There's yeah. a bunch of shows. Yeah. It was one of those col- collab. There yeah, was we, did, we did a lot of cross-potting this weekend. Seven different hosts on that show. It happened. But so what do you guys, I, I think I'm, I've, I'm in the uh, minority here. But I didn't really like Camp WWE. I didn't think it was that funny. I loved it. I enjoyed it for what it was. I'm going to be honest, I didn't see it at all. <laughs> it's pretty good, man. It's, 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 it's produced by Seth Green and his animation team. Oh, okay. So, I mean, there's... Well, I love Robot Chicken. That's just why yeah. I like, thought it would be talent. better. I thought it would be better because of that. Now, are the actual wrestlers using their own voices? The, the Some do, yes. Because sure, um, it's, it's based on, like, wrestling kids as... Or wrestlers as kids. Okay. So, like, the oh, Roxy Kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're it. like, they're like their eight-year-old versions of themselves, or some of them are camp counselors. Oh, and nice. The camp counselors are adults, so, like, Ric Flair is actually voiced by Rick. Yep. Vince is voiced by Vince. So, and I guess I guess in the show we're going to meet Triple H's dad. Quadruple, Quadruple H. H. <laughs> they call him Quad. Voiced by Triple H. Yeah, so that's... Yes. I like that. They nickname him Quad. That's so what made me want to tune cool. into that, was just from that one oh, line yeah. where he's like, I'm Triple H's dad. Quadruple H. That's, I almost spit out whatever I was drinking at the time because it was just like, oh my God. Like It's so basic, but yet hilarious at the same time. Well, if anybody's got their uh, WWE Network password they want to share with me, go ahead. <laughs> no, wait, no, I'll wait. Send you if, he's, a DM. if he's Quadruple H and Triple H is his son, does that mean Double H is next? Probably. If it's going down until Single H? It's, it's, it's started actually, the family line started at 10H. 10H. <laughs> well, him and Stephanie, they only have daughters, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah they do. Mm. Got to have that son to keep that H line Got to keep it going, man. <laughs> Keep trying. I'm, I'm, I mean, I I was able to put out two sons. I don't know what Triple H's problem is. <laughs> I was just saying, you know. <laughs> Must not be manly enough, I guess. Yeah. Huh? I was, I, I'm somewhat indifferent on the show. I got to give her more episodes. I only watched the first one. Um, I liked the concept. I just didn't. I felt like they didn't really. They could have done a better job of expanding on it in the first episode. It was kind of just a drop-in episode. Dude. So... Vince McMahon dropped a pill into the lake that turned into a speedboat to chase after John Cena as a child. If that doesn't make just sound amazing, right from Rip. <laughs> I, mean, I, I love them when they drop down the uh, hell in the cell over the camp. Yes! <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter, dude. Sergeant Slaughter's role in this is he just sits in a, in a, in a shed. Just by himself, there's like a TV and a coffee maker, and he's just got this like rocket launcher. So whenever things go haywire, Vince hits this button, and Sergeant Slaughter comes out ready to shoot stuff. But if, that, then he, if he changes his mind, he's like, oh, and then goes back. That, that's pretty much how I envision Sergeant Slaughter's real life to be. <laughs> he just sits in a shed yeah, waiting just for some waiting. shit to go he's down. He's kind of like, uh, what was the uh, Adventure Brothers uh, hatred? Um, 
No Venture Brother guys here, fans? Yeah, no, I'm trying to think. I watched I, some, Sergeant but, Hatred or something like yeah. that. Yeah, he was. That's, that's pretty much Sergeant Slaughter uh, in real life, I believe. Yeah. We just got out-nerded by Jay here. That's <laughs> very embarrassing. Yeah, you better bring up your game, yeah. boys. Jeez. So speaking of which, we have someone. We're at Comic-Con. And we have someone at the table. What are you looking at me like that for, Jimmy? You want to go outside? I'll beat your ass, Josh. I will. <laughs> And you know, no, you know, we have a Hulk. Uh, we have a Hulk. But anyway, <laughs> distract well with a Twinkie. Quick, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's more of a ding dong kind of guy. Okay, I gotcha. Is he? Yeah, I'm actually more of a <laughs> double on double on tundra. <laughs> so uh, I've heard. <laughs> so, so we have Jay here, and Jay was actually in Batman v Superman. So, and now that it's out, I feel like maybe we couldn't really talk about it a whole lot when. When we talked oh, to you yeah, before, that's true. yeah, but when uh, but last now time it's I was out. on, it was before everything came out. Well, yeah. yeah, we didn't get, yeah, we yeah. didn't really get much into that. We yeah. just kind of said, "Hey, he's on it." So, and I don't know what question to ask you. <laughs> what was your role yeah, in Batman v Superman? I played a Metropolis police officer. I got to be in a scene with uh, Scoot McNary. Yeah, I mean it's really brief as far as you see me, but you hear my voice. I get to talk, and I end up in the credits, so it's cool. So uh, yeah, the scene where Scoot McNary uh, from the he's in the wheelchair and he climbs up the statue and spray paints it. Oh. There's two cops that yeah, arrest yeah, him. Yeah. I'm the white one. Oh okay, okay. <laughs> and then afterward, I pick him up by the wheelchair and throw him in the cop car. But uh, yeah, so you see me for a minute as he's throwing uh, he throws a cap down at us and in between us, and then I I call for backup. And yeah. Then, then you see like news footage. Me like picking him up out of the chair and throwing him in the cop cars. Maybe it's just the demented kid in me, but the fact that they named it or you know he's Scoot McNary and he's in a wheelchair is hilarious to me. I'm sorry, but it, yeah. it, it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And when I first when it, when I first met him and he said his name was Scoot, I was like, oh, it's got to be a nickname. Yeah, and it's, it's got to be. <laughs> I am would him. I'm like, no, that's it. That's at least his stage name is Scoot. So. It's hilarious. <laughs> It he's is. a good dude, though. He's really nice. I mean, and then I looked into it, and I, he's been in so many things that I never even realized he was in. You know, uh-huh. he, he was in that uh, show Halt and Catch Fire, which uh, was I think it was like about the, the creation of the video games, basically, uh, in the 80s. Um, it, oh, this guy says yes. All right. Uh, he was also... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he's, he's boys with uh, Ben Affleck, so he's done a bunch of Ben Affleck stuff. Uh, he was in Argo, and you know, which I didn't even realize he was in. So he's, yeah. he's actually done a bunch of stuff. He's uh, He was a really cool dude, though. So you were you were like I mean you were directed by Zack Snyder during yeah. this like yeah, what was your experience? I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Like I got to hang out with him pretty much all day. We shot for fourteen hours one day because it was raining off and on, and uh, he was a really cool guy. Just uh, sit around talking with us when we weren't shooting, and um, he's all tatted up. He's got a you know, oh really? Yeah, yeah. He's got sleeves, man. Like right uh, yeah, he's all tatted up. He's a cool dude, and uh, I didn't actually have a line. I was just there. Um, the other cop had a line, and he. Yeah, he's like, Jay, uh, I want you to, you're just not doing anything, so I want you to say something. He's like, yo, get on your mic and call for backup or something. Uh, you know, so he just had me ad lib. And uh, the next day when we shot, um, which was months later when I was actually arresting him, he's like, yeah, just interact with him, just kind of talk with him, and um, uh, just kind of, you know, he's going to be yelling and screaming, just kind of go back and forth with him. Yeah. That's pretty so, yeah, awesome. It was though. really cool. Yeah. Then uh, did you, uh, were you able, whoa. Hey, hi, Casey. <laughs> I see David Hayes back there. David Hayes. Yeah, they're going to jump on the show with us. That's cool. Absolutely. Because <laughs> I need to go get something to eat anyway. Awesome. <laughs> thank David you for, thank you for sharing your story, though. I appreciate man. it. We, we, did, uh, a couple of, we did Taylor Comic Con together, and uh, we, were, we did uh, Free Comic Book Day last week. We were at um, a Nermageddon. It's hard to say. Nerdageddon. In Brighton uh, for Free Comic Day, we were both there appearing and um, uh, signing autographs and stuff for people. It was, it was cool. Uh, Quasi is my boy. He, he owns that shop out there. So if you're in the Brighton area, check out Nerd Again. And, but David Hayes is a good guy, and he will uh, lull you to sleep with his dulcet tones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for having me. It was good seeing you. Thanks, Jay. Peace out. Thanks, Jay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Standing at five foot four, Tower of Power, Casey Pierce. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> and in her corner, somebody. <laughs> Winging three hundred pounds from parts unknown. Me, I'm David Hayes. Hi. Hey. <laughs> 
How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Guys. How are you guys doing? Good, dude. Good. Badass, dude. badass. Hey, I'm not huh? talking to you. I'm sorry. You, you didn't buy my book. I, I didn't buy three of your books. Straight up. Just to be, just to yeah, be you clear. didn't buy mine either. And now look where we are. Yeah. Uh, Hey, raise hey, your hand with, if you've bought all, a In all fairness, part. this is his first show. Yeah, He's a little we, overwhelmed. We were just one. giving some uh, some con stuff, you know, rubbing them. Yeah, it's all right. It it's was, all good. Good. It was, uh, it's all good. It's been an intimidating time, I'll tell you. That. It's uh, overwhelming, isn't it? It is. Yes. Got to be tough on a wrestling. Raise your hand. Jimmy has like been to every con ever in the past yeah, two weeks. He's been time traveling. He he's the only guy that can go to Vegas for nine days and fit seventeen days of partying in. Yeah, <laughs> it's I think he has amazing. that. Uh, it did you. seem like he was gone for a month. It's a he, talent. He, it's a talent. Yeah, I think you have that time device that Hermione had in the Harry Potter books. Where you're just going to one and going back in time every hour. That's it. I just refresh myself. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he got and cured like seven. STDs in the entire time. <laughs> He's that good. Yes. I mean, no. <laughs> They'll never know. I named my crabs. This is Leon. <laughs> this is Alfonso. Look out for Morty. He's the bad one. <laughs> STDs and Harry Potter on the Pro Wrestling Podcast. Yes. You heard it yes. here, here first. <laughs> All right, so I heard from Will that you guys are both very big wrestling fans. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, woo, woo, woo. You know it. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, just, just to get a little bit of an introduction, like who would you say are your favorite wrestlers all time? Uh, I'm going to go with Eddie Venom, who's standing over me right this second, staring me down. <laughs> Oh, he left. I would say, like over, like in the history of of all professional wrestling, I would say my absolute favorite character. I'm going to narrow this down. My favorite professional wrestler would have to be, and I'm thinking, and I'm I'm using this time to think as I speak. I'm going to go with Mick Foley. There you go. That's one of my all time favorites. Kindred spirits yeah. right here. But not dude love Mick Foley. That guy I could punch in the face. Hey, you gotta, take, you gotta take the good with the bad. That's true. Of all time, nobody does it better than Undertaker. Undertaker is timeless. What about a fake Undertaker? I liked him better. <laughs> fake Undertaker. Is that Brian Adams? The Underfaker? The Underfaker? Yeah, when they had the two Undertakers fight, like in 98 or something. Oh, I missed that. So you were drunk. Every, wow. Anyone else? It wasn't, it wasn't quite as good as fake Diesel. <laughs> but what about chubby fake Razor Ramon? Yes, <laughs> chubby yeah. fake Razor. That was some good stuff. Yeah, Not, I, think, but, uh, I think my favorite fake wrestler would probably be the Warrior clone in WCW. Like, well, we can't really afford Warrior anymore, so let's dress up this guy. I kind of want them to bring back the fake guys. Like, let's take a fake John Cena come back for the, when John Cena makes his return at first. Well, what <laughs> fake guy. Is it yeah. Or- so, what WrestleMania was it where they had like hundreds of fake John Cena's? Uh, was it like four or five years ago? It was ago? the one where he faced the Miz. Yeah. Like, right. Oh, where, where the this, Rock was the host. Yeah, was that a, deserved to be on top. The whole army of John Cena's came out to escort John Cena. I feel ring. like you were being sarcastic there. Sir. No, I was. <laughs> Good. Good. I love, I, I love anytime. Uh, anytime we're watching Raw, and they and I'm like I live tweet most of the uh, on our Twitter. Most of the Raws, and I'll say something disparaging about Miz, and all these little Miz fans will like tweet at me, like, How dare you say that about? And I'll just say something oh like, God. I'll say something like, I can't believe this guy headlined to WrestleMania. And then people just come out of the woodwork to shit on me for it. You know, and I think they're all real world fans. Though. I was going to say, yeah, He's still Mr. Real World. We're all reading Mr. They're the Mizians. Yeah, but I mean, that's, but that's why they the keep Miz. Miz. Yeah, yeah, I like the Miz. Um, I'm the, I mean, sometimes when he's main eventing stuff, it's questionable if he should be the guy main eventing it. But he's still, I think he deserves to be on Raw every week. He's a good talent. I love his attitude. I love his awesome when he comes out. And his hoodie is, his sleeveless hoodie is the shit. I'm that's actually saying. the one thing about him I don't like is his sleeveless hoodie. Yeah, no, you're right. Part. No, you're right. It, his sleeveless hoodie is the shits. Yes. <laughs> he does play a role and he plays it well. Plays it you know, very, he, he very owns well. it. You know, he was on reality TV, but he, he's created a character. So he, he's good in that sense. Yeah. Well, and right. I don't think he yeah. can perform way outside. Of his of his expected level too. You oh know? Yeah. yeah, and I, he, I he way overachieved. I yeah. don't hate the guy. I just I and I think he's like where he's at right now, like mid top of the mid card, like is perfect. But like when he was WWE champion for almost the whole year and headlined WrestleMania, I was like, no, 
Yeah, but I mean, when he was the WWE champion, he was on talk shows constantly, and that's what they wanted. They wanted a media presence, and he's good on. He's someone that they can send on the talk shows. He's comfortable on talk shows, and he can put the face of WWE out there. Not necessarily the face that the fans want to see, but he's a face to help get people to tune in. And it yeah. serves a purpose. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and he does it well too. He's really good on the talk shows. You know, but you know that's you know training, celebrity training. He was a celebrity before he was uh, a worker. So yeah, mm-hmm. I love the and I love that they brought Maurice back. I think that adds a, a nice touch to his his shtick right they now. They had to they had to, to sell him to yeah. sell him as as a the Intercontinental Champion, which we're not buying so much. But Maurice is you know that's instant legitimacy as far as that's concerned as well too. Better? Awkward. Can you hear? Yeah. Silence. Yeah. All right. Oh, weird. Sorry, I didn't know it was weird. weird. <laughs> you know what? You want, you want to know why Macho Man rules? Why is Macho Man rules? <laughs> it only took five minutes. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, because we brought this up earlier when we when we, uh, Hakeem Zayn was on the show. Yeah, yeah. About yes, how the promos are, are, are just gone. They, yes. they don't have that. They, they have this very, like, it, everything that Roman Reigns is doing, it seems like what they want promos to be, which absolutely sucks. Nothing Horrible. pulls you in. These people aren't larger than life. The dude absolutely owned promos and kept things coming, which is A, why he's my favorite wrestler of all time, and B, why he is the greatest wrestler of all time. That's a fine, that's a fine argument. Yeah. It is a fine argument. The, the, the art of the promos dead. Yes. Um, now, I, I briefly wrestled, of course, and when we were doing promos, you, you, you figure out where you're at. What you need to do, the points you need to hit for the show, and you go out there, and it's largely you, you try and, 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 and deal with using your personality in character to draw people in. That's the magic of Macho Man. That was the magic of my chick, my, my pick, Mick Foley. He could cut a promo. And a Ultimate Warrior. Promo. I still watch those. The Ultimate Warrior was so, he was like listening to a physics lecture. He was just oh, yeah, very motivating. You're motivated by physics? I lectures? am, yes. What turns you on, Casey? Physics. No, physics um, when you shout it at the screen. I mean, that, yeah, that, I, I you can do. see that. And there's weird elder gods involved. That's <laughs> <laughs> just He was great for that. But the, the promo is it, The Rock. Yeah. One of the best promo guys on the planet. Great he, promos. No one ever scripted him. Yeah. And when they did, he failed miserably. Yeah. Well, he that, just went with it. Well, that's exactly why the current roster, the you know, the majority of them have such a hard time with, with promos is because unless you're... Chris Jericho or Big Show or someone who's been around for 20 years, they're not letting you have any leeway with your promos. You have to no. go out there and say exactly what they told you to do. But we're seeing a sea change, though. So we're getting all these guys that were in ROH that where they had to learn to do the promo. They had to learn to sell their matches on local radio stations yeah. way back when we had territories. So you got the Kevin Owens coming up and Sami Zayn and these guys that have to be able to cut a promo to sell their match and to sell their feud. And now the art of the promo is returning. Oh, yeah. Look at cool. Kevin Owens. Look at look at Enzo and Big Cass. Oh, beautiful. They're, greatest they're, thing in the last 10 years to come out. The best thing that I think uh, I, this is largely... The greatest contribution that I think Dusty Rhodes has made in the past 15 to 20 years is the work he did with those uh, uh, NXT, NXT guys is. and their promos. Yep. And, and Beautiful. Like, and like New Day. Like New Day came out. It was terrible. And then and then they said, just let us do our thing. Like, let us come up with our own stuff. Boom. Hottest thing in the company. Like, literally, people, like, I watch Raw and I'm like, fast forward, fast forward. Oh, New Day's on. Okay, let's go. Like You're going to you know. be entertained. You know. You just know. And they're coming out dressed like Dragon Ball Z characters at WrestleMania. Fantastic. Like, are you kidding me? And they sold the most merch at WrestleMania because the, fa- the crowd Powered loves by them. Because they, they know what to do. They entertain the crowd. You know, and it's their, their promos are always... I can I always wonder how, how much their promos are scripted or how much of this is just them improvising on the spot. I, would, I, th- I think it's improvised. I would say most of it's improvised. I think, though, those guys have earned the bullet points. Get this across, but go ahead and do it in the way you need to do it. Well, Cody's been there, what, almost... He's been there probably 10 years. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, good totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah, at least. Uh, Biggie's been there a decent amount. Xavier's still uh, fresh, but... Xavier's being, proven himself, yeah, though, he's proven, on the mic, being for Being sure. with them, he, he's proven himself big time. Just the way he's doing his promos and the work that he's doing right. with them. And I think it's great having those two as teachers. Oh, yeah. Because for a while, Big, big E, what was he really... He wasn't doing much. He was. He wasn't, but he benefited from the NXT tutelage, and I think I think um uh uh, uh God ah ah 
What's his name? Third guy. We Xavier. Just, Xavier. Gosh. <laughs> I, I was saying Consequences Creed because I'm thinking. He you could have said that. We would have known. He cut his teeth in TNA. You know, and you just yeah. don't ever. No one tells me that TNA is scripted because if it is, that's really not very good. <laughs> yeah. But he stood out in TNA, even as Consequences Creed was so green. So you know that that's a that's a nice triple combination. The Freebird rules do apply. I may amend that. I may say Freebirds are my favorite units. Not, yeah, I love those guys, man. Reminded this last Hall of Fame how awesome Michael Hayes was. See, like that was that was a time that I I, I didn't really watch. You know, that was a little bit before me. I'm a little older than most humans. <laughs> most humans. I feel a little Yoda-y at this table. That's a, are you that's all right? <laughs> are you trying to say you're the watcher and you've just been here all along? I'm the wanker. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been looking at things and touching myself. Years. Same same thing, right? So, Macho Man, I think, is the greatest of his time. Complete package. All time. Mm. Yep. Mm. It's just, I think you're being you're not being objective enough. No, not. And not just at so all. the listeners know, I'm touching, I'm caressing Jimmy's arm. It's okay. I don't want to get mad at me. I've been about. fondled a lot this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's now we know why you have cons every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> figured it out. That's it. You know, I, I, I could get behind Macho Man as an all-time number one. I think I could. I could convince myself. I do, honestly. It's just to me. It's just the the presence alone is so larger than life. A bung, a bung, above a bunghole, above everybody else. I mean, honestly, like the old. So here's here's the thing. Here's the place where I think he falls short. If you're going all okay. time, Lenny Poffo. I don't. I don't think there's a different like. So when like there's a there's a clear difference between. Like Chris Jericho as a heel and Chris Jericho as a face, and there's a clear difference yeah. between a lot of like a lot of other characters. There's a big shift. Macho Man's exactly the same both ways. It just it's just based on what he does. Like he he doesn't tweak his character between, and it, uh, it's probably because he doesn't need to. No. But I, but I think he doesn't show any range in that way. He and wouldn't have been marketable. You don't gotta as a heel. fix what's already perfect, brother. I'm just saying to you, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, he was, a, he was a strong heel for a long time. Yeah, I mean, Macho King and Sherry. Yeah, they were. Yeah. He was no. He was the biggest heel in the company for yeah. a while there. That was good stuff. I don't know. I think the greatest wrestler of our time is Bonesaw. <laughs> <laughs> Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> What's he saying? He's like, I got you for three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he literally was just Macho Man in that movie. Totally. They, call him, they could have just called him Macho Man. It would have been way better. He was, he, what was that movie with uh, David Arquette, Ready to Rumble? Yeah. <laughs> with, with him and Oliver Platt as uh, Jimmy the King, and they, yeah. they, they go against Macho Man in the store. That I was love the that best. movie. He's like, how about Squirrel Nuts? <laughs> <laughs> well, since they're finally doing a Space Jam 2 with LeBron James, let's, let's bring that Ready to Rumble to now that wah, now wah, that WB wah. owns all so you, of WCW, you, you want a Dreamcast ready to rumble too? Yes, I'm in. Let's do it. I'm in on the Sega Dreamcast. So nice. so so let's go. <laughs> let's go slightly different. You got to bring David Arquette back. Yeah, I bring him so back. Dude, but okay, this time, but this time he's back in kind of more of a uh, manager character, and he's running NXT. So instead of doing the main roster, it's it's NXT a fallen, and yet they have a, a fallen a. Fallen wrestler, yeah, um, like you did in, in Ready to Rumble, because he would have to take over because Scott Con dies. <laughs> so then David Arquette's now the manager who retires his deputy character. Yeah, see, we could do this. I'm in. Start and the Kickstarter. Budget wise, <laughs> you can only look at it like 15 bucks to get David Arquette. Totally, and the sandwich. Right in front of you, and Dave. The sandwich. Start up that Kickstarter we'll do it right now. Kickstarter. We're going live now. <laughs> Readier to rumble. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I like how you brought up Chris Jericho early because whenever I hear his name, I think of like the Neil Diamond of wrestling because all, <laughs> he's just so like, hey, I'm Chris Jericho. Like his character really doesn't change. He's thrown in to like set the tone. Like, hey, we need to lighten the mood, bring out Chris Jericho, and everybody goes wild. Like nobody really does. 
Nobody dislikes Chris Jericho. No. I don't know anybody like that. It's, no, it's the thing true. he says, too, where he's all like, we're tired of your stupid idiot problems. You yeah. know, it's, it's all the stuff like that. It's really so amazing PG to me. Really stuff with his rhinestones on. Oh, yeah. That's, I, I'm waiting for him to pull out a guitar. That's now, though, but in 2008 when fans were trying to assault him outside the arena and throwing batteries at him and mm. stuff. Yeah. It's a little bit different. Yeah. He, yeah. But that was when, that, that's probably why. But like, that was like when he first, like, before that, it was... Here's Jericho as a heel. It was like Macho Man, where his character didn't really change between heel and face. And then he did this thing where he wore suits. He wouldn't let them. He wouldn't let them sell any merch of his. And he just he came out and he didn't do anything that he used to do. And people freaked out. Yeah. But, yeah. but since then, like since he's come, like you can never be a heel when you first come back. At least that first night, because people are so excited. Like. Half the half the thirty five year old guys that boo John Cena are gonna cheer him when he comes back because we're so bored of what's going on right now. Right, right. like everyone when they ret- so when he returns they couldn't do that again and they're they're trying trying to switch him right now but he's just at this point he's so over that you can't. It's just like Shawn Michaels. No one no one boo Shawn Michaels. It doesn't matter what he does. So well, what do you guys think? So speaking of Jericho, how did he help or hurt uh, the day the, the AJ Styles push? You know, with you, so you know, Jericho went over first. Um, they got the tag team together. Uh, AJ went over in front of Robin on the pay per view. Did it hurt him? I don't think it hurt. I don't think it hurt him. I don't think it helped him. I think it just was neutral. It was a, just good matches. Cause I think AJ's. I, I think it helped him because he looked. AJ looked now. good. Oh, in yeah, the matches. Definitely. Well, but I, I don't think it like shot him up to I main roster. I think. I think it helped him. I think it helped him because they needed someone. That AJ could feud with to help introduce AJ to the non-lightened bands. I think it kept AJ afloat. It was a a good way to get fans who aren't familiar with New Japan and TNA and familiar with who AJ Styles is while also making sure he's ready for the slightly different style that WWE has than New Japan and and, 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 um, TNA. So I, I thought I thought it was very beneficial to him to be feud with AJ, uh, the AJ and Jericho feud. I was impressed with AJ's you know the, the level of knowledge of who he is when he debuted at the, at the Rumble. That was that was crazy. Yeah, you know, I'm like that. Kudos to the fans for keeping up. So which shows that there's a hunger for something else out there, and they're keeping up with uh, uh, AJ. And I think he did a great yeah, job. I, I think, think you're talking a guy that's in another country completely. Right gets that kind of a welcome at a WWE debut. And he was huge. largely buried in his domestic company before he went to that other company. Right. Well, and I, and I think that that just part of that, too, I mean, uh, all the credit, like, so much credit to AJ, but I think part of that, too, is 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 showing you how much, like, New Japan and Ring of Honor have exploded in the last yeah. couple of years, too, because without that, you might have, it might have just been a couple smart marks that knew who he was, but now people are, you know, New, New Japan is, is, is so huge now. It's I. It's it's so weird. I don't even know. Like I'm flabbergasted just thinking about how big it is. Like Bullet Club is like NWO Part Two at this point. Like yeah, it really is. It's it's crazy. I think some of it though is that there's so many wrestling fans who are they, they like WWE. They keep watching it, but they're not in love with the current WWE product, and they're just searching for something else. And here's New Japan offering them. A slightly different style of wrestling, but then also having these you know great characters coming in. Right, they're they're sick of McMahon products. Yeah, yeah. Well, you look at it's the, all the, politics. Look all at a card now, and half of it are ROH vets. Yeah, you know, which is great because you know the match quality is going to be incredible because you guys could really work. Um, you know, the psychology in the ring is going to be incredible because you have to have that at a high level indie to keep people interested and. You know, it, it, it's. I think that uh, it's mingling well with the current McMahon product. If they can keep the the uh, 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 Vince out of it, Just be blunt. <laughs> good, you know, yeah. good luck with that. Mitigate Vince. It's cool. We say know. stuff like that on the show all the time. So yeah, the, the, like, the, the, the lumbering old guy is is there. There, there's no room. Yeah. You know, the, so nostalgia is great once in a while. What are, what are you? What would you attribute? Like, so we see this influx of indie indie talent who. Doesn't fit your traditional McMahon booking mold. Like, what do, what do you attribute that to? Uh, I think there's a few things. One is uh, the visibility of Punk. Yeah, and, totally. and what he did, and uh, how he stepped outside of the mainstream. Uh, number two, I think the network itself 
being based on the internet and streaming, a vast majority of your old school fans don't understand how that technology works Mm -hmm. to begin with. And so the people watching the product, the only way the product is available to them is through a device that that, uh, independent fans and and, uh, younger um, demographic responds to. And finally, I think it's a, a, a lot of credit goes to uh, Triple H, who is a, a fan of the game, a fan of the uh, the industry itself, and he understands how it works. Because the, 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 the booking we're seeing now is straight out of the late 70s, early 80s playbook. Yeah, It's nothing different. It's worked forever, mm-hmm. and there's no reason to mess with this winning formula. So this combination of new technology, um, the visibility punk is brought to an independent scene in ROH and all these great places, and finally... Uh, Triple H leading the charge and, and booking it like wrestling and not mini movies anymore. Right, right. And it's also the same thing that's happening in comics. I mean, people are just sick of rehashes. Yeah. Just like uh, Ryback. I mean, Goldberg. That's right. it. Right. I mean, people, they want to stick to a formula because, yeah, it's worked in the past. It's not going to work anymore. So have you guys discussed the, the Ryback thing before? Like he, where he said equal pay for equal work? Have Do you guys believe that? that? Well, no. We, we so we were going to, our show last week got canceled due to a, to a Tire blowout on the way to the studio, so we were going to talk about it yeah. last week, but no, we have not talked about it. So let's talk about it now. Yeah. I, I, I think people's it's the same issue that it's the same. You know, we have you have people coming. You know, it's fake, right? You know, it's fake. <laughs> it's like if you just look at it as thou shalt not say the f word. I'm I was quoting what other people say. I understand. So we like the term predetermined, but um, it's the same. It like. You just need to look at wrestling as entertainment, as like as as theater, really. Like when you look at it as in the same realm as these are actors and stuntmen, and right. not it's not a sport. You know, then all of Ryback's uh, arguments are gone because it's yeah. you know Brad Pitt makes more than everyone else in that movie because he's the draw. He's the you know he's, he's doing you know, the work. Know, it's, it, right. He does the same amount of work. As you know, the fourth, sixth, seventh guy on the on the uh, on the credits. Right. You know, the the gorilla monsoon pay window. Hey, that's predetermined too. Everyone, the winners don't get paid more, um, competition wise. But you know, you can see it, it, there's a hierarchy though. If you're allowed to carry the championship of your company, that means that you're a draw, and if you are drawing the best, you are making the most money for the company. So you should be paid the most money in the company. It's it's a very distinct thing. Like you said, it's just like movies. It's just like anything else. You well, know? it's just like a normal job. Normal yeah. job, right. It's The manager of your store isn't going to be making as much as... As even the system manager. Yeah. yeah. Hey, are you an asset to us or not? I mean, <laughs> yeah, the most, if you're the, the MVP, I man, you, you know, you get well, paid more. You tell me where you're going to work where everyone's making the same amount. Well, China. it's... it's <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I'm not even sure there's nothing. a ladder system. There's, there's got to like, be. I don't know really why, why he's once, thinking once, he should be uh, making as much as someone like John Cena. Once right. Bernie Sanders wins in the U.S., everyone will make the same money. Don't worry. <laughs> just, say, just everyone has the same set. That's, that must be what it is. Is that uh, that he's maybe he's in the Bernie campaign? Uh, well, Ryback and Ryback's <laughs> been always, always saying he's going to be the next John Cena. He's going to be the next John Cena. Well, what are you doing to make us seem like? John, Make it be you're the next well, John Cena. And, and John Cena became John Cena because he had he's good mic on the mic. He was the, he was able he was able to get over with a kind of a bad gimmick. And you think about it, yeah. he started out as a white rapper. Yeah, it was you a know, terrible gimmick. It was it was not like exactly the the greatest gimmick, but he took that gimmick, he ran with it, became extremely popular. And then toned it down, became Mister more or less the, now the Boy Scout he is, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, you look at some of the stuff he did with, with um, Latino Heat and him when they were feuding. You know what I mean? Like some of that stuff was like, it was good work. I mean, he's 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 a good worker. He's put his time in. It's like something Ryback was lacking, I think. Yeah, yeah. you know, and Ry, Ryback said he's going to be the next John Cena. Take the advantage of it. What Cena did was saw an opportunity. Yeah. And he worked incredibly hard, and he grasped this opportunity, and he invested himself 100% in a character that he knew was crap. But he sold it. And that's, I think, something that's missing from a lot of guys uh, that are out there, and ladies for that matter, that you're given a character, yes. 
So either you reject the character and you half-ass it and you go nowhere, or you dive into this character, you do it the best you can, and your sincerity will get that character over to the audience. Like Absolutely. New Day. Yeah, like New Day, like for sure. Day, exactly. They were, uh, it's a way Basically to a gospel, it. whatever they preach or whatever that... I was going to say, it doesn't even matter what you're saying, so long as you sound convicted, the audience yeah. is going to be with you. That's as just psychology. As long as you believe yep. in what you're saying, then we're going to believe it. If right. You don't, Make if, me believe it. we don't believe that what you're saying is what you're going to do, then why am I, why should I be drawn to you? That's how sales work. So no one buys a ticket and no one clicks on a TV show to not be entertained, to walk in and say, I'm going to hate this because I have to hate it. We want to believe this. And all it takes is the performer believing it as well. All right. So we got to wrap it up here soon. Uh, You guys are great comic book writers for, on Source Point Press. Um, can you give us a little bit of your pitches for your comics that we should check out that Mike should have bought earlier? Sure. Um, <laughs> you know, Casey and I are both uh, writing a couple of comics for Source Point Press. My comic is called The Rot, and uh, you guys have uh, covered it here on the... Uh, 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 the uh, Jimmy has uh, read it. He likes it. He actually enjoyed it. It's cool. He was sober, which is awesome. It's phenomenal. It's you phenomenal. don't know if he was sober. Well, I'm assuming... <laughs> 99% of the time I'm not. So, so. <laughs> he's going to believe it. Sometimes he's got to wake up. Yeah. You know? But uh, it's uh, about a guy that can control his own cancer and project it out on the people. And the government wants to weaponize it. Uh, the uh, Heaven wants him out of the picture. Hell wants him out of the picture. So it's just a big world-building thing where he just wants to do the right thing. And the right thing is very ambiguous. So that's called The Rot. Source Point Press. Issue 1 is out now. You can go to SourcePointPress.com. And also get Nora by Casey Pierce, which yes. is about... Uh, Nora is a coma fisher for hire. Uh, she can delve into the mind's eye and retrieve you from or help you cross over during a coma. And she obtained the ability while working in pathogenic development for the CIA. So she used to create viruses for means of uh, biological warfare. Um, but also illustrated by Sean Seal, who also yep. does the rot. And yep. Sean Seal's art is very uh, heavy, atmospheric. And we're both, I think, I think writers. Even, uh, technically, so. it's called badass. Yeah, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think that's what they call it in the streets. Badass. It, it is so beautiful. two badass comics: The Rot and Nora. Sourcepointpress.com. Get it now. Yeah, thank you, so guys. Uh, where can people find you on Twitter, or Facebook, or anything? Uh, CosmicCasey.com, both with K's. Facebook.com slash CosmicCasey. My Twitter handle is at CosmicCasey. Instagram at KCDWrites, not as in women's live, but as in physical writing. <laughs> you have no rights. <laughs> uh, you can find me at DavidCHayes.com, H A Y E S, and uh, Facebook.com slash AbnormalEnt. Abnormal ENT hashtag, or, uh, at Abnormal ENT on Twitter. I, and I haven't figured out Instagram yet. It's okay. <laughs> Will just post pizza pics on his. I do. You can find me on Instagram at Will Loves Pizza. Yeah, I follow you. I know. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I actually recently somehow broke into the board game market. This weekend, five people like board game accounts started following me. So I guess I'm becoming a board game guy. He wrote a long entry about it on his Tumblr. So, ah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so that's been our show for this week. We were broadcasting live from Motor City Comic Con. Um, we want to thank you guys for listening. Please make sure to check us out on Twitter at Top Rope Review. Check us out on Instagram also at Top Rope Review and Facebook, Facebook.com Top Rope Review. And we will catch you guys next week from the new studio, right? Yeah. yeah the we'll new, be studio. new studio. So uh, Ooh, exciting. it'll be even crispier than oh, we we'll already are. I'll bring the. Uh, and Mike won't be there. Oh, no. <laughs> you suck. Anyway, catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Yeah, This is a previously recorded episode.